This Israel report is brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you're based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebueagency.com. The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Rolene Marks, Boketov, good morning. How are you? Boketov, I'm very good. And yourself? Very, very good indeed. So much to talk about today. And I want to start with Abbas because we've had all sorts of speeches taking place at the United Nations. And not to be outdone, of course, Abbas spoke. Talk to us. Take us through some of his wisdom. Oh, I tell you, if there ever was a litany of whining, complaining, blaming, uh, and just general whinging, Mahmoud Abbas, who just a couple of weeks ago made those horrific anti-Semitic comments, uh, Mahmoud Abbas uh, would win first prize. So basically, his time spent... But he wouldn't be happy with the prize. Pardon? But he wouldn't be happy with the prize. He wouldn't be happy with the prize. Of course, he would find some way to blame it on Israel, which essentially is what he stood at the United Nations yesterday or last night and did. It was just one blame, complain, winch fest after the other. I mean, he opened up his speech uh, with this sentence, to those who think that peace can prevail in the Middle East without the Palestinian people enjoying their full legitimate and national rights would be mistaken. Uh, and, and he goes, and it's all there. It's the Nakba, it's mm, the occupation, mm. it's the Balfour Declaration, and he blames America, and he blames the United States, and he blames we, we, the We're talking Europeans. about the Balfour Declaration from 1917, that, that one. Th- that very same right. one. So it's not good and at letting he, things go, eh? He, this is a man, I tell you, I mean, and, and just a reminder that this is a man in the 19th year of his four-year term. And he carries on. And we can't have elections because the Israelis won't allow us to have elections. And, 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 you know, there is absolutely nothing remotely positive in his speech at all, uh, and, and he goes on talking about the uh, the uh, violations of the city of Jerusalem, assaulting Islamic and Christian sacred sites. I mean, he obviously has forgotten the part where uh, Joseph's tomb and, and other tombs have actually been or, or virtually destroyed by Palestinians. And he goes on about the uh, uh, um, violations of international law, but doesn't actually give examples of exactly where uh, these international laws have been violated. And, and here he has a go at the, the British and the Americans. He says... Um, 
Is it not time to... Uh, says, For our part, we will persist with our pursuit of accountability. Now, there's a laugh. Mm. And justice at the relevant international bodies against Israel because of the continued Israeli occupation of our land and the crimes that have been committed and are still being committed against us as well as against both Britain and America for their rules and the faithful Balfour Declaration. Yes, Britain and America and against everyone who had a role and the catastrophe and the tragedy of our people. We call for reparations. We call for compensation in accordance with international law. Now, just a reminder that the millions that the Palestinians have received in aid has gone where, Howard? Mm. It's just... Well, I guess the question is, does anybody besides us listen to him? Well, uh, I think that he does have his core audience in his uh, constituents, which is the anti-Israel establishment, the, the BDS people, and uh, some quarters of the South African government who managed to use their, uh, the president managed to use his speech to take a jab at Israel, completely uh, abdicating Palestinians of uh, any of their responsibility. But he goes on to talk about um, uh, uh, that they will continue with what he calls their peaceful resistance. Now, uh, just yesterday, Palestinian terror entities in the Gaza Strip sent across incendiary balloons. Uh, There have been riots on the border, not to mention the wave of terror that has taken nearly 40 lives this year. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm the one who's misunderstanding the the concept of peaceful demonstrations and and, and peaceful resistance here at Howard. So it's... the, the fact that he can say, I mean, obviously the Saudi deal and the Saudi relationship between, uh, with Saudi Arabia and Israel, with Turkey and Israel, I mean, this has been an incredibly strong and positive week for Israel and for Israel's relationships, even with the United States, even if, uh, you know, you and I spoke offline about that meeting with Biden, the body language, how Biden didn't want to meet him, did warm up a little bit in the end. Uh, either way, we, however we look at it, um, Netanyahu's meeting with Musk, which also helped to dial down this, uh, this notion of anti-Semitism um, on Twitter and from Musk, if we look at the week that was, it was actually an incredibly, incredibly powerful, strong, and positive week for Israel, um, well, ab- which obviously is a problem for Abbas. Well, absolutely. I mean, as Abbas continues to to whine in his speech on the sidelines of the UNGA, the Prime Minister and our Foreign Minister are having extremely productive meetings. Now, the Prime Minister landed several days ago. The first person that he met with was Turkish President uh, Erdogan, Erdogan who then reassured uh, Jewish communities in Turkey that he will be fighting anti-Semitism. We then had the remarkable moment of our ambassador in the United Nations, Gilad Erdan, being the global voice of consciousness 
against the, the murder and torture of women and Iran. Yes, he was briefly detained, but that is a, a, a huge, huge signal uh, from Israel to the people of Iran that we stand with you against your murderous regime. We've had the unbelievable maneuverings with the Saudi Arabians to have Crown Prince um, uh, MBS speaking to Fox News in English, saying that every day we are getting closer and closer to, to ties with Israel. Uh, we've had the Foreign Minister of the United Arab Emirates and our Foreign Minister on the sidelines talking uh, about the three years of the Abraham Accords. And we had our uh, Prime Minister meeting with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, even though there has been a little bit of, of tension and, you know, talk about body language, there was remarkably positive um, uh, body language that uh, happened between the two leaders. And, and then the meeting with President Biden and the the message has been strong and, and the message from other leaders has been strong. Sorry, Mahmoud Abbas, uh, your, your attitude is not helping your people mm, because the mm. language has become more and more about regional peace, moving on, moving forward, strengthening ties than it has been about... Uh, Nakba's and occupation. So, in fact, uh, Jenny says the truth is that there can be peace in the Middle East, and it's happening without the Palestinians. Palestinian need, leadership needs to wake up and get on board, and that's exactly right. I mean, if if, if Abbas or whomever, if there was, if you know, wishful thinking, but if there was this 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 new uh, wave of Palestinian leadership that stood up and said, we want peace. We want to create a global environment that in with well a peaceful environment within the Middle East that could come just like that, as simply as they say it. So it would be. Well, uh, this is exactly that. And, and, you know, I I had a thought to myself yesterday. Remember when we had those infamous words from John Kerry, who was chief diplomat and secretary of state of the U.S. at the time, saying that there will be no peace with the Arabs until there's peace with the Palestinians. Uh, And here... Uh, if mm. we pull off this normalization, yes, America has, a tr- has had a tremendous hand in making this happen. But that comes uh, with the open-mindedness and the forward-thinkingness. I don't even know if those words are remotely grammatically correct. But that comes from a leader like uh, Mohammed bin Salman, who's recognized that uh, you know, if we want a better future for all our children, for the region, we are going to have to try a different tactic. And uh, unfortunately, these lessons have not filtered into the Palestinians uh, and the, the Middle East is certainly getting more and more wary yeah. with the, the it's, politics it's, of blaming. It's, it's like they are out of date or, or they become a little bit anachronistic because it, it does, you know, there's very few places in, well, you know, obviously you've got, uh, you've got countries like South Africa who, who have chosen that path and who have chosen 
to not see any other way but one way. Uh, but uh, aside from that, countries, I mean, uh, is uh, the, the, within the Middle East are, are, and, and Africa, in fact, are seeing a very, very different type of uh, scenario. And on that note, I see that DRC is moving its embassy to Jerusalem. Well, this is also incredibly positive and just a piece of interesting and totally useless information. You can buy Israeli flags in the streets of Kinshasa. So Prime Minister Netanyahu meeting on the sidelines yesterday with the president of Malawi and other African leaders, but a very, very positive meeting with the president of the Democratic Republic of Congo, Felix Chisakedi. And uh, I'll read to you from the joint statement. We've just had a very productive... GPO, not doing their grammar checks. We've just had very productive talks with the President of Congo, and we agreed that Israel will open an embassy in Kinshasa, and Congo will move its embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. These are two good announcements, and I think they reflect our common desire to upgrade our relations. And a further comment from the Congolese President Chisakedi, saying, I confirm that we had excellent discussions with the Prime Minister of Israel, and the discussions come excellent relations that we have and how to reinforce those relations. And those exchanges also covered the way we can come closer to Israel by developing more projects in security, cybersecurity, and so on. And to emphasize that the State of Israel has agreed to open its embassy in Kinshasa and the Democratic Republic of Congo agreed to move its embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Absolutely incredible. And finally, of course, uh, Israel, as the rest of the Jewish world, is approaching uh, Yom Kippur, uh, Yom Kippur Sunday evening. What does Israel look like over the next uh, few days? A very, very busy couple of days as everybody uh, frantically prepares to to take the fast. Uh, If you have been into Israel, uh, oh, my grammar is terrible this morning. You will notice that the streets become absolutely silent, not a car on the road except for the odd emergency vehicle on Yom Kippur. This is the day children, everybody's out on the streets, on the highways, uh, people in a synagogue, many fasting, a very, very solemn day. Unfortunately, this year, because of the uptick in terror, Israeli police have appealed to anybody licensed to carry their firearms, please to do so for uh, Yom Kippur as people are going into synagogues because of the um, significant threat. But a very, very solemn day doesn't matter if you are religious or secular. This is a day that Israel will come to a complete standstill uh, to atone. It's actually a a very, very beautiful sense of peace that goes across uh, the country until we hear that final uh, shofar. And and then the, the frantic preparations start for Sukkot. So this is an incredible time to be here in Israel. Absolutely amazing. Rolene Marks, that's where we leave it. Wishing you a Shabbat Shalom, a Gemar Chatimatova, a meaningful fast. And of course, we'll catch you. We'll chat to you next week. That Israel Report was brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands.
Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you're based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebluagency.com.